you know, sitting down and having that conversation about a budget. And so whenever you meet with any one of our staff in the branches, you do a financial review. And usually that comes in like a checkup. So we may ask you, you know, hey, have you had you know, a financial review lately? And so what that means is we go over a kind of set of categories to kind of help determine where you are. And it helps us kind of gather some data to see, you know, if something was missed or if the focus needs to be put somewhere else to be able to meet those goals. Financial review is probably the best thing that we can start off by doing. Welcome to the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. We have a compelling and impactful story to tell, and our goal with these conversations will never be to sell you something. We would rather have an important discussion with our very talented employees, leaders, members, community partners, and experts from a variety of industries and causes to help educate and inform you. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for some important disclosures. Welcome back to the Community Conversation presented by Community America Credit Union. I'm your host today, Justin Rickliff's partner of Community America. And we we made it, right? Like we're here. We're 2022. Uh, we closed the chapter on uh, for some a wonderful year, for some a tough year, and for all of us, um, probably a mix of both to a degree. So uh, we're grateful that we're, we're, we're here. Uh, January always kind of brings a a reset and a restart and a, and a fresh perspective and lens. And so uh, joined today by Essence Yancey, branch manager at Raymore, serving our members there, and Heath Birch, the director of wealth management, uh, a familiar voice <laughs> in, the, uh, in this podcast. So to set the stage real quick, as we begin the conversation, as we're rolling into 2022, and that's here, there are some key areas that we, we want to help members consider when it comes to their financial journey. Uh, though eyes are ahead at new opportunities, it's really important for us to begin with a reflection on how we ended 2021. I think it's a good practice, and we'll be eager to unpack that so that we can recognize habits and patterns as we finalize financial goals. So today, we're going to get really specific, really practical. We're going to talk about various aspects of looking at our own 2022 financial journeys through the lens of budgeting and more advanced financial planning. So both of these voices, both of these perspectives are going to play a really key role in helping us do our ultimate goal for members, which is achieve financial peace of mind. So with that backdrop, Essence, thanks so much for joining us. Happy to have you. Uh, give us a quick intro, what your role is with with the credit union and, and how do you serve members? Okay. I'm the branch manager of Raymore. Um, location just opened up in October, so we're very excited to be in Cass County. Nice. Um, we're the first one there, so we are getting to know the community very well. Love so it. we are uh, meeting with members, opening up new accounts, acquiring them from their current financial institutions, finding out what that community likes and how they bank and how we can help them with that financial peace of mind. Love it. That's well said. Thank you. Um, Heath, Mr. Birch, thanks for joining us again. Um, remind folks your role here and how you serve members. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me back in. Um, my role is the director of wealth management. So largely I'm a part of the, the broader team that really I think is an extension of what Essence and her team does. So where, where we fit in for members is when we transition to a planning need. And a lot of times I think wealth management is thought of as investments, but really what this is is a member who's maybe moving beyond some of the basic saving techniques and, and getting their financial house in order, and now they have some specific goals to address. 
And so our team is going to step in. And before we get to the investments and the different tools we might deploy, really the job is to sit down and continue the relationship the branch has built and start to look towards these larger goals a family might have and then how we get there. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, Looking forward to hearing both of your perspectives as we unpack this conversation. So the jumping in point, you know, we're, we're all excited. We've got these, you know, New Year's resolutions or goals or, or maybe just even some renewed energy and perspective around what's possible for 2022. But before we do that, help me understand or help, help listeners and, and members understand where should we begin? Should we, let's talk about kind of reflecting in this, this discipline and practice of um, maybe pausing in all of the excitement and the energy of this new year but, but starting by looking back, how, how, do we, how do we begin there? So this year what we want to do is kind of find out what your habits were in 2021. That'll really help when you sit down with me or my team to figure out, you know, um, what went well, what didn't go well, and some area of opportunities that you would like to um, address before you actually go to the planning stage, right? And so we want to kind of get a synopsis of what those habits were. So you may actually like bring your statements in. You may already have your little budgeting book or your check register that we can actually sit down and look at that one-on-one and say, you know, that did not work or that was really great. And we kind of want to help you with your saving habits before you actually get into a deeper, you know, financial planning um, mode with, you know, Heath or his team and just kind of build that from the ground up basically, but from a very more like granular level. You know, I was able to save $5 or I was not. So how can we help you do that? So we want to look back on 2021 and see, I actually, you know, fell off this year. And that will kind of help us figure out those healthy habits or where we can come in to help that um, before you actually get into the more investments and planning. Yeah, that's great. Even in our conversations earlier, one specific thing you mentioned was even kind of this honest assessment of looking at, um, things in, in reality, maybe not looking at them through the lens of um, really, you know, hey, this was terrible and horrible or like a, kind of the, the denial side of that of being so, so optimistic or scared that you don't even want to look at it. Mm-hmm. But having that kind of honest assessment and your comment even of looking through, hey, how many streaming services do you have? Do right. you need all of them? <laughs> like right. that, that for me personally was like, oh gosh, yeah, why do we have all of these? And what are we, what, what are we paying for them actually? So Heath, I'd, I'd be curious, you know, kind of to hear your completed thought around, you know, starting with that honest assessment and look back. Yeah, I think you hit on the most important part there is you've got to be willing to look at it and, and both give yourself credit for the things that went well. So this is not all negative, right? I think it's natural through the holidays that you start to reflect on where you've been in the past year. And I'm sure finances, if they're not at the top of the list, they're very near the top of the list of what we all focus going focus on going into the new year. And so sometimes I think you should do it with a, a view of gratitude of all that's gone right and how can you build on that. And sometimes I think it is that honest assessment you mentioned where you just know there's areas to improve. And and so for me, it's, it's in you know, in large part, it's about prioritizing what really is important to you. It's so easy to think about these things and say, we're going to make changes and then not do anything. That's probably the most common outcome. And so if, if, if you will spend the time to reflect on where you've been and prioritize maybe what is most important to you in the new year, you put yourself in a position to start to work with that. And it doesn't have to be on your own. You know, there are a lot of tools available, available to you both inside and outside of our credit union. But if you look back, again, focus on some of the positive, don't make this a negative experience, but know that there's areas to improve. You put yourself in a good position, I think, to maybe accomplish that. 
That's great. I think that's a wonderful starting point. Essence, you mentioned there's some people aren't alone to to acknowledge where and when they maybe fell off their plan from last year. Mm-hmm. And in that falling off, which we've all been part of that to some degree, um, there's, there's, a, there's a natural maybe hesitancy or reluctance to ask for help, make an appointment. Um, walk us through a, 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 a journey of someone like that and how, how your team and, 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 and broader, the, the credit union and as a whole, helps meet members where they are. Absolutely. So that's my favorite part of my job. Number one, all the time, it brings me to work. Are being able to meet the people who are really kind of timid and they don't know. And, you know, it could be location. It could be anything that kind of stops them from coming in and making an appointment and wanting to sit with us. And so, you know, one of my favorite members, I used to work in an in-store. And it's just a very busy environment. You have cash registers, you have people, you know, kind of in your business, we're all standing there. (laughs) And, you know, she really wanted to learn how to budget. And she had been doing well. And when I, you know, ask, you know, know, what does well mean, meaning that she can pay her bills and just save a little bit. And to me, you're doing great, because that's what your goal is. And that's what you're accomplishing. But it was the, you know, why don't we want to, you know, stand here and do this? And what if somebody hears and just not really feeling that comfortable? And so, you know, for me, it's like, okay, well, where would you, where would you like to meet? You want to go to Starbucks? You want to sit down and do that? I can carve out time in my schedule to sit down and help you, you know, come up with those goals. And so she would always say that she has this pink um, budget book. (laughs) And I'll never forget this pink budget book because it's one of those things whenever I'm having a day with someone who just doesn't, you know, want to do it, I think about her because she was so reluctant at first. And so we, we went, we sat at Starbucks. It was even more quiet down there, and so she brought this pink budget book. And in it was just so many goals, you know, for her kids, mm-hmm. you know, just to save some money for them, opening up accounts for them, um, and just to be different than what she was doing. And so we sat down, and she, she literally, like, notated everything that we said. But we looked through her, her other online banking. You know, we looked through where can you honestly, you know, if you have a change thing, can you bring that in quarterly mm. just to run that through our coin machine and save that amount of money? We opened up CDs for her children. We did all of this, and she always has that book. And so for years, while I was still there, she would come in with that book, and she would like, you know, let's sit down again and let's do this. And so she was so consistent, mm. and she just, you know, it worked. We did not plan to save a billion dollars. We didn't even honestly plan to save $1,000. It was more so, can we give each kid $10 per paycheck? That's amazing. And there, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, so much to highlight. And, and I want to tee up the question mm-hmm. for Heath to respond to that concept of starting small and being consistent. And what that does to the mindset, to habits, to the, the way that you begin to think about um, how, how that can compound and grow and, 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 and change mindset and habit. And in, in the, the word that I love how the credit union uses lots around serving members is this concept of a coach, which, which is interesting. You know, you think about a traditional kind of financial institution, you, there, there's probably some more reluctance generally, or, or at least some intimidation perhaps. Um, so Heath, I'd love to hear you, your thoughts on, on Essence's comment around consistency, starting small, and then how how a coach or a guide can help in that process. Yeah, I think she hit on something extraordinarily important there when she mentioned goals. 
So all of us have those in the back of our mind, whether they're well articulated and written down in a pink notebook or if they're just sitting on our our mind and kind of heavy, right? But whether they're well-defined and you walk in knowing what you want or you haven't explored them at all and you're looking for that coach, it is hard to start. You know, it's, it's like the member you shared the story about. The opportunity had been there for a long time for her to get some of that help, but she wasn't comfortable for whatever reason. And I think that's true for any level of financial planning. So, Justin, as you talk about starting small, maybe the goals are really big and ambitious, it doesn't really matter where you are on that spectrum. you got to understand what you're looking to accomplish, and you have to find momentum to just be able to start the process somewhere. So that's essence where our job comes in, I think, is we've got to make it comfortable. We, we use this term a lot, but it's meet somebody where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. So the calls I might get through a given day could range from somebody saying, I haven't started saving yet, and I'd like to save $25 a month. And the next one could be somebody who says, I just exited my business and have $5 million, and now I don't know what to do, and everything in between. And none of those are more important than the others. The point is they are where they are, and we have to be in a position to help them just take that first step. Mm. I think once you get moving along that process, though, you find momentum. So it's I'm sure when you went through the process with that member and it was mm. saving $10 a month or paycheck for the kids, like mission accomplished, right? We made some progress, and that was on to the next goal, and these things tend to build and compound on themselves. So Yeah, so well said, and, and it's a perfect transition into – the next part of our conversation. So if we put a, you know, some bookends around this first piece, it's, hey, let's have some honest assessment and reflection time. It doesn't have to be days and weeks and months. It can be hours and some specific uh, effort in, in conversations with a coach at Community America or elsewhere. But but to then shift into this concept of momentum and the, the practical application of, okay, we've got a fresh start. We've got a new year. We've got big goals, big dreams. Um, there's lots of excitement and maybe some some holiday fatigue that's still set in to some degree. But we're we're looking at kind of this new horizon. What are some tools or, or practices to begin helping members reach their savings goals, achieve or at least get on the path towards peace of mind? You know, the opposite of peace of mind is fearful and anxious and worried, right? So like, to how do we help guide and what are some tools and practices essence that you have, um, have seen to help folks reach their f- savings and financial goals? Yeah, so the most practical thing, obviously, is, you know, sitting down and having that conversation about a budget. And so whenever you meet with anyone of our staff in the branches, you do a financial review. And usually it comes in like a checkup view. So we may ask, you know, hey, have you had, you know, a financial review lately? And so what that means is we go over a kind of set of categories to kind of help determine where you are. And it helps us kind of gather some some data to see, you know, if something was missed or if the focus needs to be put somewhere else to be able to meet those goals. And so a financial review is probably the best thing that we can start off by doing. Um, And also just having that conversation because a lot of people, they come in and they're like, you know, I have so much to tell you. I want to do all of this. And so it's like we just we gather that data so that way we can find a good plan to execute with you. Um, and it's going to be tailored to you. So it's not one size fits all for sure. It definitely is. I'm meeting with Mr. Smith and I want to know what what is Mr. Smith done? How does this financial review even going to benefit you if it does? If you don't need it, you know, if you did great with this, maybe it's something else that we can help you with. And so pretty much just really getting practical with that and using that tool. Um, also talking about they already have things. You know, they already have a good savings account. That's, that's the tool. Do we want to do another one? Do we want to do anything else with that? 
Um, and so pretty much just using the tools that we use for base, our basic, you know, account opening conversations. I think they work really well. I think they have gotten members in and they keep them sticky with us. So I think that those are the best things that we can do for right now. Yeah, that's great. And, and some of that discovery or that learning around those reviews, are there typical benchmarks or conversations or percentages? Or how, how do you all think about this concept of, you know, an emergency fund to get going and get focused on versus a savings versus starting the investment process? Like, how do you kind of untangle that maybe initial confusion around where do I start? Right. So we probably have the conversation about like income and then, you know, where your bills are going and how much you have left. Because if it doesn't make sense right now for you to have an emergency fund, mm. a huge savings, things like that, we, we kind of have to build on that. And so we want to kind of see, you know, again, where's your money being spent? Because maybe it's just that you spend too much at lunch and we can, Guilty. We can cook it. Yeah, we can, cook, <laughs> we can cook at home and carve some of that down and maybe we can start an emergency fund. Do you even want an emergency fund? You know, we have to, you know, have those honest conversations. If someone doesn't really or they're not ready to do it, we don't want to force that. So what's most important right now? So if we can get it going and if we could talk about, you know, when you needed an emergency fund and didn't have one, maybe in 2021, when your tire popped and you didn't have that, maybe we can start something now. So it's kind of really just being honest and addressing why this may be beneficial for you or what we can do to help you, you know. And it all, it, to me, it goes back to, you know, did anything break down? Did you spend too much at lunch? <laughs> down <laughs> to those things. And then we can find, you know, ways to build that up if someone feels like they don't know what to do or how to even start those things. I think when you get to the point where your inflow and outflow are in order, so you've mm -hmm. moved past some of those initial, call it the allocation of cash, right? right? Where are you allocating your money? I think one of the things that people need to realize is this conversation becomes deeply personal. So like, Justin, your question about what an emergency fund should be. Mm -hmm. if, if we don't have some cash to put new tires in the car, do something like that, that, I think that's a baseline for everybody. That's just comfort and I can sleep at night because I can address those small problems. But once you're past that, I think the conversation around how much do we keep in cash and what's my emergency fund look like depends on so many factors that we all fall in the trap of looking for this easy answer. Mm -hmm. I remember getting in the business and in the common logic was you should have six months right. of income saved. Well, for some people that's easy. For some people it's extraordinarily hard. For some people that number couldn't be more far off from what they need. If I'm in a, a, an industry where I couldn't very easily go out and replace my income, maybe I need a deeper cushion. If I happen to have a spouse who's working and we're saving a lot of money. Maybe that emergency fund doesn't serve me as well and that money should be allocated someplace else. So you were, you were going this direction already, but I think there's a baseline everybody should achieve, which is just, I think, dressing stress and being comfortable mm -hmm. that if something breaks, I can fix it. Yeah. That's where I think you transition from budgeting to planning. Now it's a conversation about larger goals and addressing these larger risks. So I think we're saying the same thing there, but it's just mm -hmm. a progression I think of, of, moving from budgeting to addressing big, sometimes audacious goals. Yeah, yeah and, and I love that. And I, I think the, the next question to unpack is, is how do members feel? What is their experience when they engage and they begin to see progress? They begin to see understand. They, they begin to see clearly what the picture is. They understand for maybe for the first time, hey, here is where, here is how many subscription services we've paid for. Uh, or, or whatever the example might be. Like, what, what do they experience as they begin to have clarity around their, their plan? So as Heath addressed stress, right? So they begin to kind of let some of that go. Mm. And 
it you can really tell a person's demeanor when you know they have a habit of change and they don't have to worry about some of the things that other people don't have to worry about. Um, so the small things. So they begin to feel more comfortable. They kind of get into the habit. And then just kind of that stress, you know, the worry of having to come in and look at your account all the time and do things like that just kind of goes away. And so it helps us out because now we can, you know, peel back another layer. And maybe that is, you know, okay, now that we have that, you know, a good time to put a plug in for investments or sitting with someone. Because I think the fear there is like, okay, I've, I've gotten this habit, but I don't have enough money to go sit with the planner. And so that's our job to kind of, you know, make them feel better about that. And not that they have to have a lot of money to do it, but they built those habits. And now, like he said, you want to plan for the bigger things. And just having a conversation, honestly, will make them feel better. Because it's not that you have to commit to anything. It's just let's have that conversation with the planner and see. It can change your whole entire perspective of what you thought it was, you know. And so I think that that helps a lot. That's great. We're, we're big Chiefs fans here <laughs> in yeah. the credit union. We have a, a wonderful, special relationship there. Plus, we live in this city, and it's an amazing team. And so the analogy of, hey, there's, you know, kind of the, the budgeting, the emergency savings, the, the clear path is kind of the blocking and tackling. It's kind of the foundational elements. It's kind of like, hey, this is this is the sport to, to understand financial peace of mind. These are the basics. We have to be able to block and tackle people. The, the little bit more, you know, sophisticated and, and, and more complex at times, although to your point, essence, which is wonderful, it doesn't have to be intimidating and it doesn't have to require a certain amount of money. There is some, there are some tactics and some strategies to begin to install new wrinkles in the offense, so to speak. Um, So Heath, how and when does that um, evolution or transition or um, the the next phase of of a financial peace of mind journey, what does that look like? Yeah, Essence has been driving something home as I've been thinking about this, that there's a pace to this process and that pace can be different for everyone. So, you know, there are life events that necessitate we have these bigger conversations Mm -hmm. or do some planning, right? And we all know what those might be. But I, I think if it's not some type of trigger that's causing us to have a financial planning conversation, I think it's when you're, you're maybe moving on from the foundational things we've been talking about that I think are probably largely important for everybody. And now you're looking out into the future. And so you're, you're able to look past the, what if this happens in the near term and you start to think about, Oh, I would like to send my kids to college or you're in a position to start saving for retirement, you know that's an important goal. So to me, it's it's kind of this transition from focusing on today to where I'm now focusing on the future. And to get there, it's incremental, and there's often oftentimes not a singular tactic or a single fix you apply to it to hit a goal. And it's when the conversation becomes a little more comprehensive, and, and frankly, you have to consider competing goals. It's like if somebody walks yeah. into the office and say, well, I want to – start saving today to put my kids through college and retire. And I want to buy a lake house and I want to help my parents. Those are all wonderful goals, but you're not going to address them most likely all at once. And so you start to consider these, you know, there's multiple domains we have to talk about and you have to look forward and prioritize and maybe build slowly to first at first celebrate wins. And we mentioned it earlier, but allow them to start to compound. You, you find some comfort that your budget is in order and you're not necessarily as anxious for that next paycheck, you're now able to start to think about, okay, now how do I allocate that for future needs? Cause I don't need it necessarily for today. That's great. I love that. Um, how about some practical as you're kind of unpacking the more comprehensive strategy, uh, what aspects 
are you helping folks consider, whether that might be retirement plans, life insurance, estate and trust planning? Like, again, I know every situation is different and it's a very complex conversation, but broad strokes, I mean, what types of things are you helping folks start to think through? Yeah, you, you started down the right path. So I, I, there are some common ones, I think, that are there for everybody. I think we all want to retire at some point or, or at least have the flexibility to retire, I guess, <laughs> right? And, and so that might be a common goal that's, that's a thread in every one of these conversations. But the other ones can be more personal and certainly driven by circumstance. And so, you know, funding a kid's education could be important. It, it's, you know, for some people, it's, it's the experiences. It's, it's, it's travel and enjoying mm. things today and not only worrying about the future. For some people, it's, it, it's almost like they prioritize everybody in front of themselves and their focus is on a legacy and helping their church or charity or family or whatever it may be. So it's back to what I was saying before. There are all these different things that I think are important to unpack. Whether or not they're a part of somebody's individual plan is going to be up to their own personal goals, but it's where you have to, you have to in some way sort what are you going to address first. Like a, a common comment that I would make to a family is if, they would walk in not having accounted for their own retirement or their child's education. I would challenge them in that I think they've got to be able to take care of themselves before they're financially in a position to take care of somebody else. Mm. Now they may decide to turn that over and say, no, I'm funding college first and I'll worry about retirement second. And that's their choice. Our job is just to kind of challenge and ask those questions, but that's the natural process is you make sure that if somebody has a singular goal or a couple of goals that we don't oversimplify that. And we consider the opportunity cost of all these different decisions we're going to make and it, it sounds like it's a lot of work, but it's not. Once you kind of crystallize what's most important, I think it makes all these smaller decisions easy. So even back to the budgeting conversation, the thing I think that is probably the biggest challenge for somebody's budget is an impulse purchase. It's less lunch or going to Starbucks and those things. I'm not making light of those, but it's it's making a decision that if given the chance to go back and change it, they probably would. Did I really need that yeah. new pair of Nike? Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And right. it's just yeah. easier to yeah. do it if you, if you have a, a specific goal in mind and you've prioritized that and that becomes more important to you than that new pair of shoes, for example. I don't think our job is to critique those micro decisions. It's just to give them something to tether those decisions to. Mm, that's well said. That's great. Essence, as you have watched and, and seen the journeys of, of many members, um, the, the pink budget notebook one was a w- wonderful story. Mm-hmm. What other stories come to mind, obviously kind of generally around the transformation or the empowerment or that financial peace of mind roadmap? Like what, what, what else have you seen um, in your branch that, that, has, that has caused for encouragement? So much. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been a very rewarding journey, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. It is the member that comes in who used to overdraft all the time, and then they just bought their first house. The journey in between there, like, they love sitting down to even talk about that. But it always starts with you just meeting with someone like me. And when we come and we work here, we don't think about the end to that or the the, the really big goal that some people are just, you know, trying to do that. And so we have so many examples of them, you know, buying their first car or buying, you know, the car they wanted. That all started from sitting down with someone to say, hey, I need help with this. You know, I want to do this. And when we have those conversations, when we meet people, you know, account opening, we ask about that. What are your, you know, financial goals? And if someone says, you know, I really want to buy a car in two years, in three years, you know, how can we get them there? And so we had to have so many countless stories about that. And it could be, it could start from something that you just would never think that they would be able to do. Even sitting down, it's like, oh, this, you know, could be a little rough. How are we going to get, get here? And the stories turn out really beautiful, and they just have a different life. Mm-hmm. 
and they're so loyal and they're so consistent and they, they, they love this company. They love this organization. They love what we do. And so what I tell the people in my branch is just, you know, keep doing what you're doing because you are literally out here changing lives and it shows. And we have many people that come in and they love telling those stories and we have so many of them That's <laughs> yeah, that we could do. I, I think all of us have to be willing to start that conversation, but <clears throat> excuse me, also recognize when we're not the person to, to carry them through the entire journey. So I think right. about the questions that might come to me around some of the things you've talked about helping members with, I'm not well suited for those things. My job is to get them to the right place. And it could extend to, we're talking about college planning. All of us have a general awareness of what that looks like, but we have specialists inside of Community America who do just that. So our college and career planners are, are in a position to deep dive into those things. And it extends to areas people wouldn't expect. If, if you have a loved one with special needs, we have advisors who do nothing but work with families with loved ones with special needs. And you know, trust and estate planning. We have advisors who are in a position to carry that to a deeper, you know, a deeper step or a deeper conversation. So it's, you know, we, we all individually like to talk about the things that we think we're good at. And the, the, the bigger point here is that institutionally, we want to be able to help members no matter where they're at. And we all just have specific roles in that. And I think in a lot of ways are inter interchangeable and may cross over even at times, mm -hmm. but it's access to those different points that I think allows you to take somebody who's starting their first plan and carry them all the way through those more complex needs that may be 30 years in front of them. So great. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Very well said. And, and I think the, the concept of there is a sophisticated, deep team here to serve whatever specific journey you're walking through. The, the financial peace of mind path is one that's deeply personal by nature. And to have experts and resources and coaches to help usher folks through those various stages of their own journey is, is a beautiful thing to watch. So thank you for sharing. Um, let, as we, as we turn into, you know, kind of the, the closing comments here, uh, I would love to hear from each of you a couple, two or three really practical. Okay. If, if people don't take anything else from this conversation practically, here's something that they can kind of grab onto and, and, and go do and think about with their, their, their financial plan for this awesome new year we're in, 2022. Yeah, so I'll go first. So I'll say one, give yourself grace. Um, it's okay <laughs> that you don't have it all down. It's okay that you don't know this aspect of life. There are people that can help you. Um, so just give yourself grace. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, and also don't be afraid to meet with somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, you have coaches here. We have coaches here. <laughs> like Heath said, there's people that can take you through all aspects of life. And so just don't be afraid to, you know, sit down with one of us because we're here for you and we are the biggest resource that you can have. I love that. That's well said. Heath? We're thinking along the same lines and I think we've said them all. So to me, the biggest issue is I just tell families you have to start. The word was mentioned before, this honest assessment, just take account and be willing to start. Essence, you said it, my second thing would be just to, to get help. Mm -hmm. It's not just okay to do it. I think it's the responsible thing to do, frankly, if it's not something you're comfortable with. I'm not going to try to fix my furnace or fix my car, right? I'm going to go to somebody <laughs> right. that knows what they're doing. And so be okay with the idea that, that somebody can help you through this process. And then we mentioned this also, but the third thing for me would just be understand you can't do it all at once. And so if you carry this pressure that you're going to have a conversation, and I've been through this, somebody walks in and thinks we're going to have a conversation and it's going to solve the issue. Mm. Not oftentimes how it works. So just understand that it's a process and you've taken the most important step by just making that phone call and scheduling that first conversation. Yeah, it is a journey. It is not a one, yeah. a, a one conversation process. That's exactly right. Well said. Uh, well, thank you both for joining today. It was super helpful. It was also very 
um, encouraging and, and, and practical. And so we're, we're grateful as we look at the horizon of 2022 to know, A, we're not alone. B, there's, there's lots of um, grace to be given and lots of folks at Community America who are ready to help usher and coach us members through the process. So thank you all. Essence, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. He, thank you, sir. Yeah. Happy New Year, buddy. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Community Conversation presented by Community America Credit Union. Thanks and Happy New Year. This podcast is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. This recording is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to replace the advice of a loan representative or financial advisor. The examples provided are for illustration purposes only and may not apply to your situation. Since every situation is different, we recommend speaking to a loan representative or financial advisor regarding your specific needs. You may also want to contact your tax advisor for additional tax implications. Any reference to third-party websites are provided for information purposes only and are not endorsed by Community America. Please visit communityamerica.com to learn more about how we can assist you in achieving your financial peace of mind.